Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast with Dr. Carol Kambule, where we search the scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Download this episode and share it with your friends and family. Stay blessed and make the Word of God your anchor. Thanks for tuning in to Word Anchor Podcast. In the last episode, we were encouraged through the Word of the Lord to hold on to the hope we have as an anchor. That before we have faith, we need to have hope first. That it is hope that will keep us grounded and seeking the Word of God. The title for this episode is Hope for All Seasons. In this episode, we'll be looking at the practicality of having hope in the midst of a long-standing challenge. Right now, worldwide, People have been affected by COVID-19. Some have lost their businesses, their jobs, and most importantly, their loved ones. And the consequences are massive. This disease has a huge negative impact on the lives of the people. Some people may begin to lose hope. Some people may begin to see a difficult future. It may be difficult to even imagine life after COVID-19 because of the loss that people have experienced through this disease. And you may ask yourself, what is the mental state of people what is the spiritual state of people right now? What are people thinking about? What are people looking forward to in the future? Do we have a future to look forward to in the first place? Do people have hope? Do we still have hope even when there's nothing to hold on to? This looks like an issue which doesn't seem to have an expiry date. We are still waiting. There is no vaccine. There is no medication. We have prayer. And right now, Without all of these things and without a plan to fully and effectively eradicate COVID-19, we may begin to see a future, a long-term future, fighting COVID-19. But our God is powerful. With lockdown, many businesses have closed their doors. Some have done so permanently as the bills piled up with no income coming through. When I think about it, can the business owner who has lost everything, their last savings, all that they've worked hard for in the past, can they see their businesses rising from the ashes? Churches have been closed. And the good news is in South Africa, um, we'll now be allowed to congregate as well very soon. Now, can we have hope in the midst of this thing? The support measures that government has put in place, um, some people do not qualify and some have lost everything and they have nothing else that they can put down for them to even begin to restart their businesses when lockdown ends. You may begin to see life through the eyes of hopelessness, failure, sickness, and even death. Now, today we say it is time to change the lens, begin to see things through the eyes of God. God has a better and a clear view of life. He has eternity in mind. He sees us in eternity with him, and we see our problems as if they have been there for a long time. It's only been six months. Basically, I had to focus on this COVID-19 in just the past three months or so, but it may feel like eternity if you are facing a big problem. If you've lost a job and have no income and you don't know what else to do. But God sees things differently. He has a better view. He knows when this COVID-19 will end. He doesn't see defeat. He only knows victory. He knows the ending of this thing. God is not shaken. God is not moved. But we need victory. We are living here in this world. We are not of this world, but yes, we are still living in this world. And we need victory now. We need victory in this time. We need victory whilst we are still alive. So today we're going to look at the life of Abraham because it's easy for one to say to you, have hope in God. And you sit there and you're like, but I'm a human being. I have pain. I feel pain. I am frustrated. I have a problem. It is here right in front of me. How can you say I must just have hope? Abraham was 75 years old when God 
God told him he would be a father of many nations. Never had a child before. His wife was old. They were all um, far beyond the childbearing years. But God said to him, I will make you a father of many nations. He said to him, leave your country, leave your family, leave your support structure. Go to the land that I will show you. And Abraham, he left with one thing, the promise of God, that he will be a blessing, that he will be blessed, that he will be a father of many nations. That was the promise of God. And that was sufficient for Abraham. He left, took Sarai, his wife, and Lord, and his servants. And he went on a journey to a land that he didn't know. There was no GPS. There was nothing. He only had one thing, the promises of God. After he had been to that land, he decided to separate from Lord. And after that separation, God appeared again to Abraham. You see, Abraham lived in a time where the Holy Spirit was not living and dwelling inside of man. So he would have to wait for God to come down to him and say something. And that could be after a few years, because you can see the narrative of God speaking to Abraham. You'll count them probably about seven times. And all these years, in that whole 25 years, he would have to wait for God to come and say something. He didn't even have a Bible. It was not written yet. He only had the promise. He heard what God has said to him and he held on to that. God appeared to Abraham again and reiterated the promise to him. And it is very easy for us to think that Abraham had everything right before God. It, it, it may be easy for us to think he was never discouraged because the, the Bible says he was a man of faith. He was a father of faith. He, he was the man that believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. But Abraham got discouraged. We may not like to speak about it, but he did get discouraged. And the first sign that he was discouraged was when he said to God in Genesis chapter 15 verse 2 to 3, Lord God, what will you give me? Seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. Now imagine that God said to Abraham, I will give you a son. You will be a father of many nations. He didn't say you will be a father of many slaves. He said a father of many nations. But Abraham says to God, Eliezer of Damascus is the one that will be an heir of my house. He was discouraged. He had been waiting for the son. I don't know probably how many times he probably touched the time of uh, Sarai to, to feel if there is something moving in there. And it was nothing. He only had a servant. Probably a very loyal one for that matter for him to even consider that he could be an heir of everything that he had. The eyes of Abraham were temporarily fixed on his servant Eliezer. He had not heard from God in a while and the promised son had not come yet. He could see people around him. Probably Lot had a family. Probably the servants had families, their children, everybody else having children in his household. But the head of the house and his wife, they had no son. Abraham was getting richer materially, but he had no heir to leave behind. He was getting old. Sometimes things may go well on the one side of your life. You may have all the money in the world and not have the one thing that you desire the most. The riches were not sufficient for Abraham. He wanted a son and God promised him a son. Do not be depressed when other things are going well and there's one thing that you desire the most and that is not going well. It matters to Abraham that he wanted a son and he didn't have it. Allow me to encourage you, child of God. Your dreams are valid. Your wishes are valid. As long as they are lined up with the word of God and his promises, they are valid. It may be difficult now to have what you have asked of God or what you have wished or desired or even hoped for, but it is valid even now. The response of God to Abraham is very interesting. God said to Abraham, don't look at Eliezer, look at the stars. 
in Genesis chapter 15 verse 5. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. God was literally saying to Abraham, Forget about this one man, Eliezer. Look up to heaven. See the stars. Try to number them. Eliezer is just one man. I am promising you something bigger than Eliezer. I'm promising you nations. I'm promising you multitude. Many people than just this one man, Eliezer. Don't look at him. Look up to heaven. Look at the stars. It was time for Abraham to change his lens. It was time for him to begin to see things the way God sees them. To look at life from God's perspective. God's promise does not have an alternative. Eliezer was an alternative for Abraham. If he doesn't have a son, maybe then the seven will be the A. God doesn't want you to look at that alternative. If he has promised you something, he wants you to hold that promise. Wait on him. Waiting on God may be difficult when you are discouraged and desperate. But you see, an alternative is not God's best for you. It may not give you even the joy that you had desired of it. God does not run out of options. If he promises you something, he has the original version of it. Your alternative does not cut it. Your alternative does not give glory to God, but to your own flesh. The thing about God is that he does not promise what he cannot give. What he says, his word, it is true. The stars just show how unlimited God is. If you can count them, Abraham, if you can just count the stars, just see how many people belong to you. Number the stars. You are limiting yourself. You are limiting your eyes to what you can see, which is just one man. Eliezer was not in the plan of God. Eliezer was just a servant helping old man Abraham. Now, you would think that God will then give him a son immediately. No, he had to wait a few more years decades actually. Then there was a second sign of discouragement and this time it was brought by his wife Sarai in the form of Ishmael his son with Hagar. It was Sarai that said to Abraham, here is my maid servant Hagar, have a child by her and that child will belong to me. You see, when God promised Abraham a son, he did not have Hagar a slave girl as a concubine. God was very clear. Abraham had a wife and his wife was Sarai and he would have a son. The slave girl was not in the plan of God. Ishmael changed the focus of Abraham from a son by his wife to a replacement son by a slave girl. Do not substitute the promises of God by things that are man-made. It made sense maybe to a certain extent because Ishmael was his son. So for Abraham, the word of God that says, I'll make you a father of many nations. He probably thought because Ishmael was his son, that God will use Ishmael for his promises as he was already available. But God had not planned anything concerning a slave girl. A slave girl was not in the picture. So God said, no, not, not Ishmael. God appeared again to Abraham and established a covenant with him. Changed his name from Abraham to Abraham saying, I have made you a father of many nations. And Abraham responded, oh, that Ishmael Ishmael might live before you. You can see that now the son is there. Abraham is happy. He has a son. Sarai is miserable because now the slave girl thinks she is the mistress of the house. That is what an alternative and a substitute will do to you. It will not give you the joy that God had planned for you. God came back to Abraham and said, No, Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. So the plan that Sarah put together to have a son by his slave girl was not the plan of God. Abraham had so many things going on 
against him in as far as the promises of God is concerned. Time was against him. There were things that were before him that were shifting his focus from what God had promised him. But in all his cries, he still wanted to have a son. Abraham did not give up on the idea of having a son. Though his eyes had moved from Eliezer to Ishmael, God still came back. God will not let you go far unless you reject and refuse him. He might have looked elsewhere because he was discouraged because of time and his own body witnessing how old he was. But he still had hope to have a son. Do not give up hope. Do not give up hope. Do not give up. As long as God has said it, do not give up. Romans 4 verse 18 says, Who contrary to hope in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. Contrary to hope, Abraham believed. He had hope. Even though the hope before him, the things before him were contrary to the hope that was within him. But Abraham believed. He looked at the stars and saw that he could not number them. He believed and it was counted to him as righteousness. This is not the season to doubt God. This is not the season to focus on the negativity in front of you. This is a time to look beyond the season and see what God sees. It is a time to disregard Eliezer standing in front of you and disregard the temptation to replace the promise with an Ishmael. Your lens should be tuned in to God. He has a better view. I want to encourage you wait on the Lord. He will renew your strength. God is faithful. Even Sarah counted him faithful who promised. An alternative is not what God promised you. A substitute is not in the plans of God. This season will pass. Do not throw in the towel. Abraham waited 25 years to receive his promised son. And another painful part was once he received the son, God said, give him up, bring him here, sacrifice him. But because Abraham's hope and eyes were on God, he looked at God and thought, if God could give me a son, he surely can give me a son still. Don't give up. You can wait. I don't know how long it will take. You can wait. You can do it again. You can restart that business. We will go back to school again. You can wait. I can wait. God is faithful. Israel waited 430 years to go back to Canaan. All the time, they were slaves in Egypt. They were not having a good time. It was not easy. They were slaves. 430 years. God had told Abraham, your people will be slaves in a foreign land. But God promised Abraham as well that I will bring them out. I will call them out of that foreign land. David waited for years to become king. Though he was already anointed king, he served. He did all that was supposed to do as a servant before he became a king. His eyes were focused on the day that he would become king and do what God has called him to do. He didn't even shift his eyes towards the throne of King Saul. He knew that he had a throne and he would wait his turn. His hope was never diminished. His eyes were focused on God. Joseph waited for the fulfillment of his dreams. His eyes were focused. One day he would rule. He didn't know when. He didn't know how. He didn't know where. But all he knew was that God had revealed this thing to him. Therefore God is faithful and then it will happen. Just by trusting God. He is not a man. He does not lie. This season will pass. We will go back to work again. We will do business again. We will send our children to school again. And most importantly we will fellowship with believers physically again. In the meantime, we waited out. We prayed out. In the meantime, we wait on God. We look at the things in the eyes of God. Abraham had a very long way and it brought laughter to the bosom of Sarah. God is still the same. Wait on him too. Stay focused on him. He is faithful and he will do that which he said he will. May the Lord God richly bless you all. Thank you for listening to Word Anchor Podcast. Please share with your family and friends. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback also and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the word of God your anchor.